Welcome to the Messy Middle Podcast that follows one mom's journey to build a profitable business while navigating the challenges of life. I'm your hostess, Anita Anello, and I'm here to share wisdom, insights, and stories that will empower you to make confident decisions, take actionable steps, and break through the mental barriers that hold you back. Hey, everybody, this is Anita, and welcome back to our podcast. This is season two, episode three, and of the messy middle. And we know when uh, I record these episodes, we're really always talking about just really one mom's journey on the messy middle to build a profitable business. So today I have a special guest with me. This is my mom, Rowen, and she and I were just talking and visiting and I had shared with her when I was younger and I first came to the Lord, one of the things that I did is I purposely sought out women who were older and a little bit later seasons in life than I was. And I just asked them intriguing questions about what are things that 20 or 30 years from now that are going to be important that I'm going to really want to know. And that just started a conversation between my mom and I. So mom, welcome to the podcast today. And thank you for being here for our audience. One of the things that I asked you as we were just sitting at the kitchen counter was, if you could recall for me something that when we were little kids, what was something that you went and did and and where you were able to seek community with women who were a little bit later seasons in life than, than you? So maybe you could share that story with us a little bit and we could just have a conversation around that. Sure. sure. That question reminded me of a story. Mm Mm-hmm. I was living in a new house in a new neighborhood with new neighbors, and the lady next door kept coming over to my house like day after day, (laughs) trying to invite me to join her church. Mm -hmm. And uh, what happened was it prompted me the opposite way, but to find out more about my religion and my church. Mm And so I, I had three young children. One was a preschool and a nursery school, and one was in an infancy. That was Anita. <laughs> and so anyway, so I signed up for a ladies' Bible study that met in the mornings, and they had babysitting provided. So I could uh, load the kids in the car and drive 15 miles up to where the location of the Bible study was. Mm -hmm. Most of the ladies were older. And then I was, I think I was the youngest one there with the youngest kids. But I learned a lot and it brought me a lot closer to Jesus, taught me more about the scriptures and just helped me to understand what my family background was all about and where I was headed in my life. So the neighbors prompting for me to join her church, the result was a closer relationship to Jesus that I found. Interesting. So what these a, ladies? Yeah, what was what were some of the do you remember what were some of the impacts that you had like right then and there? Like I heard you say that it allowed you to stretch and grow in your faith. And yeah. so how did that work its way out maybe like in your home life, in your marriage, in raising kids? What were some of those areas that you can talk about a little bit? I felt it was a lot more important to have my children schooled in in the church mm-hmm. rather than in the secular society. Mm-hmm. And 
rather than just attend church to become involved in church mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and study the Bible for myself and for my kids. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how important this support from the other women would be. Mm, yeah. Shortly after that time, why we mo- had to make a company transfer back east, mm-hmm. I was in a small Bible study group with only 10 ladies. Two years later, when I left, this dynamic group grew to 40 ladies every Monday morning. Oh, wow. I came back to California, and I joined another Bible study group. (laughs) Yeah. Still have close friends. Yeah, yeah. From like 1985. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's awesome. I realize one thing. It's important to go to church, to study the word, to pray. It's also important to have relationships and fellowship with Mm -hmm. other Christians. Yeah. So we talk about that a lot. As a matter of fact, I've done just several episodes around support. One of the things that I've shared as part of my story is I felt like as a corporate working mom, when I was growing in my faith, I really struggled with finding community inside the church. I felt like I often shared with my audience, I felt a big disconnect. I felt like there was, I was ostracized because either for women who want to work or need to work when they want to try to go to Bible study and find place and find fellowship with their kids are really little a lot of those activities, at least when my kids were really little, were only during the day. And so it was like, Anita, come to a Bible study. And I really was wanting that different kind of community. But a lot of those events were happening at, I don't know, 9 a.m. on a Monday morning or noontime or something like that. And I was mm-hmm. always either traveling for work or in the middle of a conference call or something like yeah. that. So what do you, I like, how would you encourage women who are in that place? Because there's a little bit of this divide of I'm either staying home with my kids or working. And so many young women today are either, again, like I said, either want to have a career or need to have a career to be able to support their family. How would you encourage women today to try to find that? It's almost like what I see is right that crossover. I want to intentionally be raising my family in my faith, but I also have this need over here to work. And so let's talk about that a little bit about navigating that. And just in your season of life that you're in, like, how could you speak back into the lives of younger women and be able to say, here's maybe an idea, an action step that they could take or a mindset shift that they could have to help them understand how Mm -hmm. how to do some of that stuff? What what are your thoughts on that? I would say, Maybe that responsibility uh, rests with the church, what programs they offer. Mm. If they offer things on Saturday morning or um, Monday evening, mm. sometime yeah. that working women can attend. Sure. I would advise somebody to look around till he found a good match for, mm. for you and the things that you need to yeah. learn and the place that you need to be. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like being able to go. I like that. That's a good word right there. Being able to go after what it is that you need in the season that you're at. Yeah. So not settling for what's maybe not available. The other thing that we can always do is we can start it ourselves. If there's not a group that meets at the time that we need, then we can start it ourselves. Yeah. 
I remember grandma said to me, so your mom, just for our audience, for perspective. So your mom said to me when I was first married and having kids, she said, honey, don't go to hang out with your mom's church and your mom's friend group because we had just moved from the East Coast back to the West Coast to raise our family. She said, you and your husband, you go find a group of people and really a, a support group and a group of friends that we can do life with that were really our same age group, which is also super important because we're going each year we go through different or each season we go through different things. Yeah. So what else, what are your other thoughts about being able to help those, really those corporate women that have a a God-sized idea of a dream inside them? They want to be, they want to have healthy marriages. They want to be intentional in raising their kids. What are your other thoughts? Like, what are other wisdoms, nuggets of wisdom that we could use for somebody who's in an earlier season of life than you are? This kind of reminds me of something I heard one time I thought was really important. And that is your relationship with God and Jesus is equally as important as a horizontal relationship with your fellow man, your fellow person. Yeah. And so that's why I call to your attention the fellowship you have with mm-hmm. another group of ladies who are similar age or they don't even have to be similar age, like-minded people. Yeah. So the, those two things are in play, horizontal relationships and a vertical yeah. relationship mm-hmm. you, that you get through prayer and scriptures and mm. and your relation your personal relationship with Jesus. Yeah. So both of those things I think are most important. That's so good. That's such a good word there too just being able I'm thinking of like trials that I've walked through in my life and just for our audience sake you can be wherever you're at in your walk believe God not believe God in this con- the context of this conversation we're going to talk about God, because that's where our faith is for my mom and I, and we believe in the Lord, and that's how we choose to live our lives. But I would say like the groundingness, especially in the midst of trials, I know in my life has been radically important to be able to say like, you know, I know who I am and I know whose I am, and that actually helps all the rest of the stuff. So I know who I am and whose I am vertically, and then it helps me to actually engage in relationships horizontally. And it actually, even in the midst of life is hard, right? But it allows me to have more of a peace, even as I'm walking through the hard stuff, because that's going to happen too. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. What else? What do you, what else are you thinking about? I know we had talked about as we were getting ready to have this conversation, you had a couple of other things that you wanted to share with the audience about just maybe wisdom from your season and looking back, like thoughts that you have. Hmm. What are some of the priorities? If somebody was going to come to you at your age and come back to my age group and say, ah, I just really want to know if years from now I look back on my life, tell me what some of the priorities should be. Because I know in life we can get caught up, right? We're maybe working a job and building a business and trying to have a healthy marriage and trying to have intentional time with our kids. And then we are in the corporate environment and somebody's expecting us to work a 40 or 80 hour work week or something like that. What are of those things that I just listed? Can you share with me your perspective at your age? What are some of the things that are genuinely important? Because I can have a tendency 
in my life to get caught up in the things that I think are like right now, super important. I have to do this. I got all this stuff. I make my long lists, but maybe help me to shift my perspective and help our audience shift our perspective. What do you think? What's your perspective? What's genuinely important? And you can look back on your life and go, I'm glad I invested time in in that thing. One thing that comes to mind is that I continued to learn, even though I was fortunate enough to be a stay-at-home mom Mm -hmm. for most of the uh, time that my children were growing up, Yeah, I can continue to take classes and work on improving myself and keeping myself current with what the current state of the affairs I was in a teaching profession, mm-hmm. and so I began working on my master's degree. Yeah. I and that. I could take one class at a time through the years, um, and they all counted for the master's program that mm-hmm. I was in. So I would say keep your toes wet. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep your feet in the swimming pool. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Continue to stay up to speed yeah. on or even discover a new interest. So I, that the audience that I speak to and serve is really those successful corporate women of faith, but they want to transition over to be a business owner, to be an entrepreneur. Sure. And so in that case, it's, it is learning a whole new skill set, right? They're taking that specialized knowledge that they already have from the corporate space and coming over and doing something different. And then as an entrepreneur, it's, it's a different mindset. It's a different skill set. I fully believe it's not about how you get paid. It's about where your mindset is. That's that to me is really more a more true definition of an entrepreneur is I can be an entrepreneur and, and be a W2 employee or a 1099. Um, but it's a different skill set altogether to have a mindset that thinks like a business owner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, I like that. I, that resonates with a lot of the audience as well and some of the feedback that I've already gotten. And there's this whole new space. I want to build an online business and I don't know anything. And in the online space too, there's a lot, there's a lot of noise. And so how do you, what do you think about that? Like, how can you help ladies who are listening to the podcast to quiet down the noise and go on the path that they're supposed to? Beyond, you have any thoughts on that? You could always go to your local community college, take the Myers Briggs test to find out where your talents are. Oh, that's good. And then go with your strongest talents. Yeah, it's hard to become a, a first class baseball player if you can't even bounce a basketball across yeah. the yeah. driveway. <laughs> A little mix of basketball and baseball in that sentence, but okay. <laughs> That's awesome. What I yeah. mean is go with where your strong part. Yes. Are. Yeah. Okay. So we talk about that a lot on the show yeah. as well, as I've shared yeah. with you. It's being able to take. So I believe like really when you're past, I dare say, like when you're past your past 20 years old, there's maybe like hundreds of things that sure. you are really good at. But really what we want to do is we always want to narrow, narrow that down. funnel down to be able to figure out and say, yeah, but these are the things that really make my heart sing. So it is a, I believe it is a combination of where you have experience, what your personality style is drawn to, where your educational background is, and being able to 
whittle those things down. What we do in our communities, we call that your specialized knowledge Mm. so that you're narrowing down those pieces and being able to say, yeah, but I'm really good at, I do better than anybody else, these one or two or three things, and then start a business around that. I like what you said about being able to get educated. If you're not sure what you want to do in your next steps, definitely education can be part of that. And then what you mentioned too, mom, is like a self-awareness mm-hmm. of your personality style. Yeah, yeah. We do, you know, that Vince and I are both certified in the, the DISC model of human behavior. And that is similar to Myers-Briggs and maps out mm-hmm. some of the different personality styles. So I know for my personality style, there are some jobs and businesses that are better suited to me than I, what are suited to my yeah, yeah. my husband who can make friends with the light post. He's super... <laughs> He's super extroverted like that. That's right. But then you also mention something where, so it's like this cross section, right? Of experience that somebody already has and maybe getting some more education along the way and then pulling in the personality style. I always add to that. What do you love to do that makes your heart sing? Mm -hmm. What could I do in my business that I could do? Yeah, it's fun. It's capital N. Yeah, fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's exciting. I could do it whether I get paid for it or not. Like I'm not only qualified, but I absolutely love doing it. Because I know for me, there's a lot of things that I'm qualified to do. Having been in the corporate space for a big chunk of my career and then being a homeschooling mom for 15 plus years. There's lots of those things, but I don't necessarily want to do them all. So for me, it's been a process as I've been working in the entrepreneur space for the last five years. It's been a process of removing the things that I don't want to do and going towards the things that I do want to do. And then finding the cross section where that turns into a profitable Mm -hmm. business. Because what I've found the other is if I just want to try to build a business where I'm not making any money, just to be clear, that's really more designated as a hobby, not as a business. And and we want to know the steps to be able to build businesses. Mm-hmm, right. Yeah. Okay. So any final words for our audience? Any words of encouragement to be able to go after some of the things that they want? Any final thoughts on that, Mom? I can't think of anything right now. <laughs> I'll think of something <laughs> as soon as we stop. Yeah, talking. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So just as a reminder for everybody that's listening, there's all, so in the Messy Middle podcast, we have a a community, an online community that you can join. And that is these like-minded women who really want to take that corporate knowledge and transition it into the entrepreneurial space. So if that's something that you're interested in, I'll provide some links in the show notes. I also have a couple of free uh, downloads that you can use, some gifts for you for being able to visit the site and listen to the show today. I authored a book and published that earlier this year. It's called The Six-Step Blueprint to Build a Profitable Business. And we'll put that in the show notes. And then, yeah, come see us at therippleeffect.net. We love to have you come into the community. And then, of course, follow us on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. We'll put those links in the show notes as well. So Thank you so much, mom. I so appreciate you coming on the show today and being able to, you're always encouraging me and being able to encourage the audience. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You're such a blessing. (laughs) All right. Love you. 
Thank you for joining us today on the Messy Middle Podcast. We hope this episode has inspired, encouraged, and equipped you to navigate the challenges of building a profitable business while balancing the demands of your work life, your faith, and motherhood. We would love to hear from you. Connect with us on LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or at our website, therippleeffect.net to share your thoughts, questions, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes. You can also find us at anitaanello.com. Until then, be well and know that we are cheering you on.